This is Run the Day with Rafe and Tay. We're runners, we're married, and now we've got a podcast. Why? Because we love running so much that we wanted to share it with you, our friends. Today's topic, the three books that have changed the way we run our day. Three books, three great lessons. It's a good old TLDR. <laughs> and if you didn't know what that means, because I didn't know what it means till or meant till like a month ago, it is too, too long, long didn't, didn't read. read. We read it so you don't have to. Hell yeah. Here are the three lessons that have helped us in our running and just our regular day life. And hopefully it will help you. Can we hit a quick pause to say how beautiful we sound right now? We got new mics. Look at these <laughs> mics here. Hopefully sounding good. Yeah, hopefully you noticed the difference. I feel like I'm at karaoke night. <laughs> what song are you playing karaoke? Or like, what are you singing? Probably something Justin Bieber. Hmm. About you? I feel like to shock the crowd, I'd do like a Nicki Minaj song, just so it'd be really oh, weird. Wait. Oh, you do the spa- spaceships? No, no, that. You put lip balm <laughs> on for this. <laughs> My gosh. Okay. Anyways, I would actually do "All I Want for Christmas Is You" by no, Mariah Carey, that's not relevant. featuring Justin Bieber. Not relevant for the times, but that song. It's beautiful. Moving on from songs. Two books. Kick us off. Okay. I'm going to kick us off with someone who's very strong. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very strong concept. Oh, yes. Okay. So the book I'm going to be talking about first is a book we've both read. And actually, my dad showed it to us maybe over a year ago. The book is called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Never. You may have heard of it. He has two books. Um, And David Goggins, if you don't know, he was a former Navy SEAL. Um, He's an ultra endurance athlete and he's a best-selling author. He's known for his journey of turning his trauma into his success. So changing that trauma and difficulties that he goes through his life and using that to his advantage. So what I mean by that is one of the lessons that we learned from his book, which is called the cookie jar. Just a little quick concept about what the cookie jar entails. And then Rafe, I want you to tell me how you've used it in both running and in life. The cookie jar concept is a mental bank in your mind where you store memories of success to refer back to in moments of weakness. And the key is that these moments of success weren't easy. They were not just easily given to you. You had to go through some type of suffering or a challenge to achieve it. And during these moments, you refer back to the physical or mental weakness that you're experiencing, but overcame it and pushed through. So it's having this bank in your mind and you just refer to it. So it's a full jar of it. And when you need need that moment of strength, you pull back into this jar. So- Rafe, I'd like you to maybe share how you can relate to this concept in both running and in life, because I think it's important to address both. So was there a moment where you've experienced and utilized this cookie jar strategy or mentality? Yes, I think the cookie jar concept is a great one and definitely translates for far beyond running. But the concept of I think your mind is always the weakest 
when you're going through, you're in the middle of something difficult. Because I feel like almost our, our natural instinct is for our mind to quit when things get hard. That's just, I feel like how it's wired. I don't know why. So uh, yeah, I use probably my cookie jar moment is I reflect back to the moment as a child, which was like one of my pain moments was when I initially found out like, you know, my parents were breaking up and I remember that moment when things get difficult through running or other times in life. And what I tell myself by pulling that moment out of the cookie jar is that if you could persevere and push through other tough moments in life, then why this current one that you're in the middle of? Why can't you get through that storm? Yeah, I think that's the point of his cookie jars because no matter what you've been through, like you've made it here. So those moments of difficulty or challenge, you have made it through there, through it. So now whatever you're up against, you can do that too. If you just refer back and think about that strength that you have in there. Yeah. From that memory in those moments. Yep. So do you utilize that like with, you know, if you're running a race or doing a workout or if you're, you know, struggling throughout your day, like you refer back to that moment? Yeah, I, I think you store the hopes is that you build a collective multiple mm -hmm. moments, cookies that you pull out of that jar and I think depending on what the hard, difficult thing that you're currently going through, maybe you pull out different moments based off of um, you know, past memories and how those translate to what you're currently going through. But yeah, I've used it in running when competing in a race before. I think typically even when the distances get longer mm -hmm. is more when you have more opportunity for your mind mm -hmm. to be weak. Um, so in those moments, really try to pull that out of the bag. But what is your cookie jar moment or one of yours, if you don't mind sharing? Sure. So I think that I, I'll take it to a different um, perspective, maybe something even a little bit like minor. So waking up every day and getting out of bed to do something that is difficult. Do you have in your mind like I've done this workout before or I've been getting out of bed every morning and pushing myself to do this? I can do it today. So it might not be like relating back to like a specific life moment, but the daily struggles that you go through, challenging yourself, and that fills up your cookie jar too. Like I've done this before. I did it yesterday. I could do this today. I mean, I could think of races where I wanted to give up and I thought about giving up, thought about I could always do it next time. But then you dig back into the cookie jar and you're like, I've pushed through before and I've always been happier when I push through and I'm in pain. Because waking up in the morning sometimes is very difficult for me. Mm. That's <laughs> so, interesting. I mean, a larger cookie from the cookie jar could be how in high school, I didn't think that I could get into like a decent college. And then I just worked really hard and I realized how important it was. Mm -hmm. And when I got into my the college of my dream that I want to be at, Sacred Heart, and where we met... Um, that was a really big moment for myself to think back. The cookie jar are moments of struggle that you persevered and you've overcame it. So it's mm -hmm. not something easy that was given to you. And that's what you dig back to. The moments where you were pushing through and you were fighting and you came out on the other side. So whatever you're going through right now, you can dig back into that cookie jar, grab them and use that as your fuel. I think I, I don't think David Goggins talks about this. Uh, maybe it's implied, but 
I feel like your cookie jar has cookies of different sizes that yeah. maybe you need in different moments. So it's good to have that big cookie that yes. you need. Because sometimes, I mean, just being honest, I feel like the small cookies don't always work. Sometimes, At least how my brain works, I need that powerful mm-hmm. like, time in my life to get me through the tough moments in a race or, yeah, um, absolutely. or daily activity. Right. A lot of times during like actual races that I'm going through and I'm struggling and I'm thinking about how painful it is and how I'd feel so much more comfortable if I just slow down and, you know, you start to second guess if it's worth pushing yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you dig back and you think about, I remember that time when I was racing that race and I wanted to quit also. But yep. instead, I picked up my pace. I kept putting one foot in front of the other. And it was so difficult, but I'm so happy I did it. Mm-hmm. I feel like with running, you could think about a lot of other moments where you feel like quitting because, like we said, with long distance running, it, there's such an opportunity to really think a lot. Cookie Jar, David Goggins. And our Great own book. perspective is that maybe you have cookies of different sizes. Yeah. Or different um, flavors. Yeah. Maybe you have chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> those are the powerful <laughs> memories. <laughs> yeah. Then you got some like ones that don't really work, and those are like oatmeal raisin. So the next lesson comes from The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. So this one we got right her. So the lesson I want to pull from The Untethered Soul is your inner roommate. So to give a quick concept of the inner roommate is there is a voice in your head that speaks for all of us. You know, if you think about any time day to day, the mind and what is speaking in your mind, the concept of the inner roommate is that that's actually not you speaking. So if Tay's mind is running, and I'll give you an example what the quote does, it's not actually Tay thinking it. And when you take it from that perspective and kind of take it out of your own body and look at it from an outward perspective, it helps you not listen. So the quote that I have here is, how would you feel if someone outside really started talking to you the way your inner voice does? How would you relate to a person who opened their mouth to say everything your mental voice says? After a very short period of time, you would tell them to leave and never come back. But when your inner friend continuously speaks up, you don't ever tell it to leave. No matter how much trouble it causes, you listen. There's almost nothing that voice can say that you don't pay full attention to. It pulls you right out of whatever you're doing, no matter how enjoyable, and suddenly you're paying attention to whatever it has to say. I wanted to give another little quote here that I feel like um, properly gives a example. So the example they give here, here is you just sat down on the couch, something we all do. (laughs) they're relatable so you sit down and this is the voice did you turn off the light downstairs you better go check no not now i'll do it later i want to finish watching the show no do it now that's why the electric bill is so high you sit in silent awe watching all of this then a few seconds later your couchmate is engaged in another dispute hey i want to get something to eat i'm craving some pizza no you can't have pizza now it's too far to drive but i'm hungry when will i go eat See this exhausting conversations that we mm-hmm. have in our head and it's daily. So to bring this full circle, and then I would like your perspective on it, Taylor Ann, is that I think there's so much power in running because it is one of the best activities or moments 
that teaches you time after time again to not listen to this voice. Love that. So I feel like the roommate comes up or comes out when you are dealing with something uncomfortable. So why did you pick this lesson in this book of silencing the roommate? I picked it because I think I've had a very active roommate for a lot of my life. And running has really been the activity that has helped me alleviate it. So there's a lot of synergy between the inner roommate and anxiety, I feel like. So I think part of the reason why people love the sport and for everyone that does it because of the mental health mm-hmm. aspects, I feel like we're really talking about this topic right here. So I don't think you ever silence your roommate, but I have a lot better relationship with kicking him or her out than I did before I started running. Yeah. Okay. So back to the concept that the roommate or the voice in your head isn't really you. Yeah. Is this kind of saying that the voice in your head, those thoughts of telling you that you can't do it or you're struggling um, or you're questioning something, it's a way to like personify it into something else. Yeah. And it makes it a little bit more easy to eliminate. I think so. I think it's a lot easier to think about silencing a roommate that you have than it is to think about silencing yourself. Yeah, your own thoughts because you feel because like that's your like thoughts very, are new. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So like when you say it's someone else, mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to be like, well, that's what they say. You know, when you're not being kind to yourself or if you aren't believing in yourself, they always say like, would you say that to a teammate? Like be your yeah, own yeah, teammate. Exactly. It's the same same yeah, concept. Yeah, so be your teammate. Like yeah. you wouldn't want to be on a team if everyone else was saying like you definitely are not going to do well or you can't do this. Mm-hmm. So why would you say it to yourself? Yeah. So just like the roommate. I think it's a it's a very I feel like hard lesson to interpret sometimes when you first hear it. You're like what? But when you actually take a step back and really think about it, you know, I, I think about when you dream or throughout your day, you don't control those thoughts. You're not like, hey, at this moment, I'm going to think about how anxious I am. Like it just, yeah, exactly. So think about how much time we we waste feeding into this voice. And kind of one thing I'll tack onto it is that I think talking to it is just piling anxiety on top of anxiety. To get anxious, as they said in that example, when he, you know, they bring up about the television or whatever continuing the conversation of what to do, like, do I, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it's just making the situation more difficult than it has to be, rather than at the very inception of the thought. Just not me. Yes. So not necessarily a book, but actually Mel Robbins does have a book about this. I just haven't read it, but I know the concept, the five second rule. She basically talks about how eliminating or how to defeat your thoughts with action you stacking a lesson on top of my lesson? Mm-hmm. Instead of piling the thoughts on top of thoughts, and like you said, arguing back and forth with the roommate in your head, you take a step forward. So Mel Robbins, her her um, lesson is called the five-second rule. So anytime you're about to do something, you count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one, you get up. And I guess there's science behind the five seconds that you were counting down, and you just take the step forward. You just get out of bed. You just... Stop thinking about that and stop questioning yourself. Putting that action balances it. Mm-hmm. I think, well, out of respect for Michael A. Singer to not get trumped for by Mel no, Robbins. No, absolutely, absolutely. Just, you know, 
I think this one, there's no action you have to take per se that's incorporated with it. Even though I love Mel, Reb Mel Robbins' five-second rule, it does involve taking the action, which is the hardest part. You don't need to take an action per se. You need to be at peace with your own inner self. Right. So maybe there's something to it because your roommate could be preventing you from doing something. Yeah. It's maybe causing doubt or anxieties about doing something. Yeah. And that's where maybe an action, a physical movement to combat that mental thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mel Robbins, five second rule, five, four, three, two, one, just stand up and do it. Yeah. That's one way to look at it. Or the roommate is, you're just trying to be at peace. You're just trying to relax and you acknowledge the thought and it goes away. So let's move on <laughs> to lesson number three. This is a pretty simple lesson, but it's from Atomic Habits by Great James book, yeah. Clear. Uh, I've read the whole thing. Rafe hasn't finished it yet. I've picked it up twice. <laughs> and it's not because it's not good. I just suck at reading. Not well, like from a like illiterate standpoint, just like the motivation to continue. Then maybe this lesson will help you. Yeah. It's ironic that I, I have a bad habit of reading for a book that's teaching me good habits. I feel like you just haven't been consistent with it. Yeah. But I'll show you how you can be consistent oh, with it. Shit. So this lesson is called The Law of Least Effort. Mm. And this absolutely relates to running and life. Okay. So the law of least effort, I'll just do a little quote here real quick. It is human nature to follow the law of least effort, which states that when you decide between two similar options, people will naturally gravitate towards the option that requires the least amount of work. Hmm. So if you have the option to lay in bed and scroll on your phone, or pick up the book and read, you're going to pick scrolling on your phone. If you have the option to relax on the couch and just watch TV, or maybe have a dinner and have a meaningful conversation with a loved one, you're going to pick the TV. Not because mm -hmm. you're a bad person, but because it's the easier one. So, so something that I learned is that a lot of times what takes the most effort is actually worth it and will make you happier. Mm. Just like, you know, sometimes... You say, I never regret about a run. Mm -hmm. That took a lot of effort to go outside and do it and get up and yeah. do all that, but I'm always happy when I do it. I think it's interesting when you break it down that way mm -hmm. that it's not necessarily that in that moment that watching TV is a more attractive option. Yeah. It's the easier one. Yes, that's It's very point. interesting. Yeah, it's the least amount of effort. All you have mm. to do is turn on the TV remote and you just mm -hmm. sit and watch. To pick up the book, you're, it just feels a little bit more like there's effort. So to avoid this and to make picking up the book easier. Mm -hmm. Less resistance. Yeah. You're going to try to eliminate the resistance, which we've talked about a little bit in our podcast, the how to start running. Yep. But to make, to eliminate the resistance to pick up good habits, whether that's running or just daily routine, is to make it a little bit more attractive. So or easier. Perfect example for Rafe <laughs> that he's going to do tonight is we're going to take this book and put it on our pillowcase. So, or just on our bed. So when you walk into the room to get ready before going to bed, it's right there. It's easy. All you have to do is pick it up and read it. For running, all you have to do is pick out your clothes the night before, lay it out, your shoes, everything. Have it all prepared. If you run with a running belt, if you um, uh, like if you bring your key separately, have it all prepared. 
Could I add one thing to it that maybe yeah. someone would help that would help someone? Mm-hmm. If I'm being totally honest, I've put this book on my pillowcase mm-hmm. and it still does not make me read it. Mm, but it works for me. No, no, no. But I think because I'm not breaking it down enough, the resistance. Because also what's happening mm-hmm. is that I'm going to bed too late and I don't feel like reading at that point because I just want to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally think everything this book says is 100% mm-hmm. accurate and true. Mm-hmm. But for some people, if you're a someone like me that's like, this doesn't work, yeah. I would think maybe steps back. Like I need to not turn on the yes. television at 930, which means I need to hide the remote to make it harder to find it, right? Yeah, well, that's kind of like picking out the clothes the night before. Yes, it takes effort looking it up, maybe planning what work that you're going to do. That does take effort but you're allowing for the least amount of resistance in the moments where you're going to take on that habit. Mm. When you wake Powerful. up in the morning, it's right there. You have don't have to think about it. There's no mm. resistance. You just do it right then and there. You put your clothes on. You have everything prepared. You go out the door. There's no time wasted to figure out what am I running? What, mm. sh- what shoes am I wearing? Is it hot outside? You already looked it all up. All you got to do is just get ready and go out the door. Respect to Mr. Clear. Yeah, he has awesome, awesome lessons in here. Atomic Habits, really great for running and running your day. My Tay tip, keeping on the topic of the books that we read that have made an impact on our days is just elaborating a little bit more on the cookie jar. As we've spoken about a little bit, I love to write things down and refer back to them. So in David Goggins' Camp Hurt Me book, his first book, he speaks about an after action report. And I guess this is something that a lot of people in the military have used and still use. Um, I think it's very common. But to use it on your after a run or after a situation that you've been through is really meaningful. So after you go through a race or a run or a job interview or just something that you want to maybe it's a cookie jar moment, something you pushed through and struggled and you came out on the other side, write about what happened, everything that went well, everything that went bad and how you felt about it and what you could take away for next time. That way you have like something written down to reflect on going forward. And I think it's awesome to have because you'll have this like history. And I know I've done this for almost all of the races I've ran like post-college. Um, I've look, I've looked back and I've realized like, oh, I remember last time I did this. Don't do that this time. Cause you kind of forget there's little moments or little things that you did and thinking back, you'll think you'll remember, but you don't always remember. So do an after action report. Bars. That's my taste tip. My Rafe's rant is that I don't have a rant. (laughs) Everything is great. And that's really frustrating when you're on the spot doing a podcast to come up with a rant. So that's my rant. My rant is the pressure to come up with a rant when you don't have one. There's no pressure. Maybe forcing me to be negative in a moment when I don't have any negativity in me. I think that you don't have to be negative with a Rafe rant. It just has to be something I want to... Rant about. Yeah, but I feel like ranting is typically like, oh, those something damn you're passionate kids. about. There's something you're passionate about. What I'm passionate about? Yeah. All right, fine. This is off the cuff random. Boston... I love this area. Aw, but that the rant you're ranting. No, 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 no. Oh. But oh no, it's too congested. 
<laughs> There's too many people for too little of space that we have. In driving, it takes too long to get from point A to point B. In walking, there's too many people on the sidewalk. But in running, I love it. That's actually facts. So that doesn't apply the congestion to running. I don't care about that part. I, that's my favorite part. Yeah. But for the other parts, can we maybe like expand this stuff a little bit? You know? But yeah. that's my rant. So Taylor Ann, let's, that questions? let's answer question. a question. All right, we got a question from Johnny. Johnny, Thank shout you. out to you. What are your mantras you tell yourself to keep you going when you get to that tough portion of a race or a workout? Do mm. you have one, Reef? That's a really good question. Well, I, I had, which I've told Tay, mantras to yell at me when I was running. Yeah, so you which, do have one. Which was young Rafe. And I write mm -hmm. that on my spikes, actually. Because it makes me think about how I've evolved as a person and how the old me in those moments of pressure and um, pain in a race or a workout, I would give up mentally. I would quit. Mm -hmm. So I write that down because I'm like, I'm not young Rafe. I'm 28-year-old Rafe. Or you're doing it for young Rafe Older. to prove to yeah, young yeah, Rafe yeah, yeah. of like who you are today. Yeah, yeah. Do young Rafe is, is my competitor, but he's also someone I love and want to say, hey, like, look where you've come. Yeah, and young Rafe is your college? It's college, version. mainly college, yeah. yeah. That's what I figured. That's when you were really like dealing with like mentally quitting and struggling. All the time. Yeah, so you're just proving to yourself like... Different person. Yeah. Not different. I've evolved, you know? Right. I was... Squirtle, now I'm Bulbasaur. Nope. Now I'm, wow. Why can't I think of who Bulbasaur is? Wait, Bulbasaur is the... Wow, <laughs> At first I, I was like, what are you talking no. about? I was Squirtle. Now I'm Blastoise. Yeah. Evolved. What's your mantra if you have one? So a lot of times I like to think about that too. I like to prove to myself that I can do something that I never believed I could do. So sometimes my mantra will just say that you are capable and you can do this, mm. which is very simple, but just simple to believe that you can be capable. Yep. I also have one that I use probably like every day, even <laughs> <laughs> with running. So the capable one that is with running, this one is with running and in life. And it's... um, <laughs> It's on her wrist. I can do all things through... Christ, that strengthens me. Mm, that's good. I like that too. Yeah. So I, that one's really that's important good. to me. If you're going to have a mantra, I don't think it works to just find something online. You know, this it has to be. I, I, not to point fingers at people that do it, but they're like Goggins, stay hard. Like it's funny to say, but like that, stay hard doesn't make me like, oh, it's so got to have something that some resonates with maybe you. Maybe some people it does resonate with Maybe them. it does. I'm just saying, like, you got to, yeah. don't, you can't like Google search what a good mantra is. It's got to be something that hits you somewhere. Yeah. Or if you do Google them, which ones speak to you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be definitely. capable. Like you are capable, like that you hits can do home this. With you. Yeah, I'm like I'm capable. Like the word to be capable, capable of yeah. it. It's a lot of times they don't believe that I can do it. So it's yeah, like, no, you are able to do strong this. Strong ass woman. Right. Thanks. Pick something that's personal to you. Those thank are ours. Thank you for submitting a yeah, question. That you. means so much to us. Okay, so shout we have out a shout out. out. So if you guys want to shout someone out, give them a cheer. You know that your friend just ran a race. Your friend. 
or family or loved one did something really great and you want us to share it on the podcast so they can hear it on the next episode, just submit it to us. I actually have a shout out and I submitted it to the podcast. Ooh. I want to give a shout out to Lizzie. Nice. She signed up for a Hartford 5K in September. Go, Lizzie. We're so proud of you. You got this. And it's Crush awesome it. that you're taking on this new challenge and training for it. We wish you the best of luck. We have another shout out. This was submitted by my mom, Kelly from Connecticut. Hi, <laughs> mom. And this shout out is for the Marinos, Emery's, and Vandersloop. They all ran the Happy Family 5K in California. This was a few weeks ago, so we're a little delayed. But congrats <laughs> to you guys out. as a family all running this awesome 5K race together. That is mm. goals. I, I can bet the fact that that viral video you've seen where like the one like boyfriend is running with the group, like the family that loves running on Thanksgiving. That was definitely Sam doing this. If I had to bet. I bet Sam crushed it, but I also bet Sam was like, why the F are we doing this? <laughs> Great job to you Great guys. Job, guys. It's so awesome and inspiring to do it as a family. Yeah, love love that. that. It's cute as hell. Such goals. You guys are awesome. Keep it up. All right, guys. Well, as always, we believe, we believe in, in you. you. You got this. Thank you for listening. And Tay, what should they do? Go run the day. Don't let the day run you. Oh, she always does this. <laughs> Have a great right, day. All these mics sound. Woo! We made it the better. It's about the day.